listening to KRZA, 88.7 FM, Alamosa, Colorado, to Taos, New Mexico, 98.7 FM in Sawatch, Colorado, and streaming online at krza.org, connecting cultures along the upper Rio Grande. You're listening to The Phone Booth. Today we are talking to Shane Cowdell about his practice and journey of self-discovery. Enjoy. Hey man, um, well come on, why don't you just shoot away and tell us your story? I want to say way back in like 2012, we're taking a time jump 10 years into the path. Uh, I was at Walmart, I worked there for a total of 10 years, uh, 2006 to 2016. However, around that time, somebody called me a lifer and they were a co-worker, so... <laughs> Ironically, they were the lifer because they're still working there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I do have to thank that individual because without that label, I would have never been pushed out of there mentally because I knew I had to do something more than just push retail store. Um, that store did teach me a lot. I grew, learned how to use uh, all kinds of uh, equipment such as forklifts, scissors, lift, walkie stacker. I could basically run a retail store, but that's not what I wanted to do. Um, and then let's, uh, I had a mental, let's rewind all the way to my childhood. Sorry, I'm kind of bouncing all around here. I had a mental disorder, um, that I kept secret my whole life from the ages of like 12 to 32. It's called the trichotillomania. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of it or if anybody else has. However, it's a hair picking or pulling disorder where you would unconsciously pull out your hair to the point of bald spots. Which is why most of my life I've had short hair and just kept it short. Uh, there was a time in high school when we hung out, actually, where I had semi-long hair. I was still doing it back then, too. This started way back when I was probably going through puberty around the ages of 10 or 12 or whatever. Okay, so now that's just a little bit of a further background. Now let's go back to where I was in around 2014 where I was trying to heal this disorder. Um... In 2014, I found a book by Eckhart Tolle, uh, The Power of Now, and I looked up people on YouTube, and I joined a few Facebook groups uh, for trichotillomania in order to focus on this mental illness and try and heal myself, and I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a, a hypnotherapist or anything, so I'm just doing this on my own. And I never sought out therapy because I was afraid that they were just going to push medication, which I was actually highly against for myself personally. Every individual is different. Personally, I didn't want a Band-Aid. I wanted to actually tackle the, the root cause. So uh, I started reading books and tried to dive into self-discovery. Along that time, I found out uh, I didn't want to work at Walmart all the time. the rest of my life. I am not a lifer. Um, I went to school for the wrong thing. It was a bachelor's or associate's degree in information technology. I am not a desk jockey. I do not like to sit for long periods of time. I have mild ADHD. So that just would not work out for me. After I finished my AA, I came back to self after reading that book and said, I need to go back to school for something I'm actually already doing. Uh, so I asked myself these three questions. Uh, what am I doing currently as a hobby? that I enjoy doing? How can I help others? 
and what will keep me young and healthy. And it kind of checked off all those boxes. I was already training myself personally um, as like a hobby or a habit. It was just something I did four four to six days out of the week. It just became a part of my routine. So it just made sense to me at that point in time in my life. I was 20, what time? That was like 18 around that time, like 2006, the end of 06. That's when I started working at Walmart. I was there for 10 years. I uh, quit working at Walmart in 2016 after I was there for 10 years. And also while I was working at, I already gotten my job at, at that point, I was at InShape, but I ended, when I said I was going back to school, I, uh, I, was, I was probably 23 to 24-ish because this is, already, this is a 2016, so I was 28. That's, a, that's how old I was. Well, not when I started PT, but when I quit working at Walmart, I was 28. I was already working because I was at the point when I was going to school. Uh, I was going to personal training school and working at Walmart. And then from there, I got hired. After I finished my PT school, I got hired at Fitness Evolution, worked at Walmart, and I also did mattress deliveries. So I was working three jobs, and I didn't have a day off. Lightweight burnout. uh, I was able to uh, transfer from Fitness Evolution to InShape. That's where I built most of my business as far as clients I'm still currently working with. Uh, yeah, I left Fitness Evolution, went to InShape. I was there for five years before I found an opportunity where I could rent out space from another gym. I paid that person 200 for a few years, then I found a unit for 600 And I've been here for two years. However, at the end of this month, I'm moving out. And I'm getting off track and rambling. Uh, let Let's um go back because I kind of came back to the present and I'm still like, I, I quit pulling out my hair. I want to say, because uh, I, I did it nonstop from the age of, like, let's just say 12 to 32. Um, I came across this Tony Robbins event. It was kind of pricey, $400, but they had this uh, hypnotism, uh, what they call it, NLB, uh, Neuro Linguistic Programming. And within that, it's like a hypnotizing thing. Within that, uh, what's it called? Like session, therapy session or whatever it was. You like time traveled. It was pretty cool. You, um, you would go to your worst possible future, hell on earth, all your worst nightmares coming true. Before all that, I actually was like, okay, I'm just going to give it up to God. Because I've never tried religion. My whole was anti-religion. Uh, so I want to say I've been uh, practicing, uh, I say I'm practicing Christian, but I'm not married. So <laughs> I'm not fully practicing Christian because yeah, yeah. I am, I am not married, but I, I go to church and I, I have the same value, a lot of the same values, not all of them, just because marriage, I'm a product of divorce. But when I started going to church, that's when I quit drinking alcohol. Um, I didn't necessarily quit drinking alcohol because I was an alcoholic. I quit drinking alcohol because I had a self-belief issue. With the trichotillomania, I did not have belief in self that I could stop pulling on my own. It was Think of it like a drug that your body is 
rewarding you for feeling anxious. So each time I pulled my hair out, it got a little drip of dopamine. <laughs> yeah. So it, 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 it's weird. Like the self, I guess you could kind of put it in a category of self-harm, but a lot of people don't want to label it as such because it doesn't feel like you could control it and your body automatically does it autonomically, automatically. So it's almost like a self-soothing, but it kind of falls under the category of self-harm because you're literally pulling your hair out. Yeah, yeah, I mean... I guess it could be categorized as, like, skin-picking also. That's called duratilmania. That kind of happens automatically also for some people. I've been biting my nails since I was, like, seven, right? And, like, it's ugly. And they have a term for that? (laughs) Chronic nail biting? Yeah, that falls under the same umbrella of duratilmania skin-picking. You're doing it with your teeth in your inner of your mouth. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's an anxious thing that just happens automatically. It's like a um, your body's rewarding you for feeling anxious. It's kind of weird, but it is, it is what it is. Uh, when I quit drinking alcohol about two years later, that's when I came across that Tony Robbins event where I was hypnotized, and they took me to hell on earth, and then they took me to heaven on earth, and then they brought me back to the present, and you look in the mirror, and you say, look, you choose. The choice is yours. You could have your heaven, you could have your hell, or you could remain right where you're at. The power of choice is yours, and you have full responsibility for yourself. So in doing that, I went my first 10 days pool-free ever in my entire life <laughs> after hey. not going a few hours. I um, thought I knew you, man. You never told me about that. What's up? Like, nobody knew about that? Uh, my parents and my sisters and brothers, they all knew. Um, but I kept it secret. Even my, my dad didn't even know. Yeah, good job. Uh, but, well, because it it's shameful. You you can't control it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't call it shameful. I had a buzz cut. Yeah. I remember your long pink hair was cool. You couldn't tell. I mean, you had thin hair already, so... The hair was thin because I pulled it out. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and when I had the semi-long hair, that was when I was in high school. Yeah. Did did that yeah. did, did the drinking in high school help at all? Was that self-medicating? Uh, I wouldn't put it as such because uh, I was still pulling. So if if it was self-medicating, it would have done something to deter the situation. Yeah, it didn't so help it or didn't hurt it. It well, just yeah. was. Yeah. But in removing the alcohol, I was able to gain belief. Because with the, uh, in quitting alcohol, you have to seek it out. You have to pay for alcohol. You have to be around people who are asking you to drink. Uh, I don't have that kind of circle around me. And um, I would actually have to go to the store and purchase it if I wanted it. With the skin or with the hair pulling... It's on tap 24 hours, 7, regularly available, <laughs> yeah. free at all times. You don't really have to seek it out. It's there, always on, on hand. Until you pull it all out. How many hairs you got on your head? How many hairs you got on your body? See, I had it so bad, the only three places I did not pick was brows, lashes, toes, and nose. That's four places. Everywhere else was game. I would pull from my arms, my legs, my pits, my pubes, my hair on my head. The only reason I didn't pull from my brows, lashes, toes, and nose, there's two reasons. The brows and lashes are highly visible, and I didn't want to look crazy ugly. And the toes and nose hurt like when I pulled those hairs out. (laughs) Everywhere else, 
I got a dopamine drip, drip and it felt good. It was like a drug. Uh, dopamine's a doozy, man. <laughs> it's a natural drug that happens anytime you drink water. Yeah. It's a free it's a free drug available 24 ever 7 always with us and we get it whenever we do anything to procreate. Yeah, it's uh so there's a lot of bad habits, I guess. Yeah, well, it, I I it's I had to treat it as an addiction, but I think it would be classified as a mental illness. But I wasn't able to heal it without um that uh meditate the NLP hypnotherapy with Tony Robbins. And I think uh, praying about it in church and opening up and being vulnerable and speaking to others about something that I kept secret my whole life, I think there's a lot to healing that has to happen in doing that. Because you basically have to parent yourself. you got to basically look to yourself in the past. It's not your fault. This just happened. Victim of circumstance. Um, give yourself a hug and say you're okay. This isn't this isn't your fault. This just happened because it happens. Um, forgive yourself for whatever it was that happened in the past, and then come back and say, "Look, you can't change the past, but you can change the future." Yeah, um, it's it's a doozy, man. Because a lot of people like to live in the past, you know, and they feel like they can change it if they live there long enough. I don't know, but um. No, okay, okay. A lot of people think healing takes time. I say that healing takes courage. Um, all time does is hold you back from dealing with the feelings that need to be dealt with. Yeah, I think that's a golden piece of advice that, you know, people go to school for 10 years and they don't understand that, you know, concept, which is, I think, uh, very palpable. You know, healing takes courage, not time. Because, yeah, I grew up all my life. Healing takes time, Art. Give it time. Man, that was okay, okay. Healing takes time with physical injuries. I sprained my ankle. I got to take two to three weeks off. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, if something happened to you traumatic as a child, and you keep that bottled up inside of you as an adult, you it, it's going to stick with you as an adult until you actually sit with those feelings and work through them. So it's... You could say it takes all the time in the world, but that'll just keep you stuck longer. Yeah, so you consider that, like you said, a mental illness more than trauma, which you're going through the parapicadillomania? Uh, with the with the every every person who has it has a different story. Yeah. Um, mine was self-inflicted. Um, some others might have been uh, abuse done to them. For me, it was something that I feel like I wronged somebody and I felt like it wasn't my fault or I don't even know how to explain it. Well, in uh, your case, it sounds like it's just subconscious. So I had nothing to do with, you know, taking accountability or... I felt like I wronged somebody, but I didn't have the skill set at the time to do anything. I was only like five. Yeah. And um, was that so, impressed on you by uh, other people because... You know, five-year-old with that kind of uh, awareness is kind of amazing. <laughs> well, I don't know if I kept it inside that long, and that's why it didn't boil up until I was in puberty. But that's when it started was when my parents got divorced. Yeah, I don't think the divorce caused it, 
but that's when it started happening. Yeah, of course. And that's probably that's more or less why I'm not married at 34, even though I've been with my girlfriend for 11 years committed. Yeah, that's. Um... I've only been I've been with my girlfriend longer than I've been practicing Christianity. Like I said, I I've been kind of anti-religion my whole life, so this is really new to me and fresh. And the way I took it is. Within the church community, I took it as a place to heal, and I used it as therapy to learn and grow and pull myself out of this dark hole that I've kind of dug myself into along with the mental, because I I had no belief. I didn't see no light. I didn't see a way out or a how until I started. This is what I have. Um, What can we do about it? There was nothing I could really do about it at the time, so... I would pray about it, and I would tell people who normally I would feel shameful for. But because the whole reason I'm doing this is to get better, I didn't have that shame because I was open and prayed about it because I knew it was possible if I just had faith. So, uh, yeah, a lot of this is uh, within the self-betterment and spirituality. It kind of all ties together. No, it's it's funny how time works, man, because earlier in life... um... I was very pro-religion and, you know, I'm not going to say Christianity or anything, but just I was pro-religion in general. You know, very, you know, against, you know, the concept. But, you know, as time goes by, I develop into a person who is, um, has anti-religious, you know, views. And you turn out to um, accept them beneficial more and more. But please tell me about your Christian views and, like, are you in it for more of the practice or the study or, you know, the eschatology, you know, the study of prophecy, or, or tell me about it. Okay, so the first and last Wednesday of every month, I have Bible study with a good friend. And we we, we just read scripture, and we're basically the goal is there just to try and put ourselves in the place of them back then. However, times are way different now than then. <laughs> so it, it, it's interesting to take a step into past shoes and try and put it recreated in today's life um but like i said um there's certain things so i could say I, I i go to church on sundays and but i don't necessarily there's a lot of things that uh, because it's so new to me i disagree with highly i don't like the this is the one way and the only way. That's what I disagree about with it. Um, I don't like when they say, oh, when when churches start to say that, I try and find a new church or just try not to listen to that point because there is a thousand different ways to get better. This is just this is just one way for one person. It, and there's thousands of religions out there. So I'm not going to sit there and say this is the one way and the only way. And that's actually what I dislike most about Christianity. But... Uh, well, you know, just to make a note on that, you know, that is what turned me away from religion in general. Because in Acts chapter, what is it, 12 or 14, you know, Paul writes, you know, for those who don't have the law, but follow the law by nature, you know, the Father will wink at their ignorance and they'll be judged righteous. You know, it says that in the scriptures. That is why I kind of veered a different gear. I'm very spiritual and I love to learn about the Bible and scriptures. Buddhist, Christian, Judea, and Muslim, but um, 
you know, I, I, I tend to uh, disagree with uh, religion as a form of control over the masses, but um, that's just my opinion, arbitrary as it is. But, you know, I totally agree with the spirituality behind it. Because, you uh, know, uh, so as far as spirituality goes, um, Eckhart Tolle is the man you want to look at. He looks at all religion, and that's more or less what I was practicing and beginning to learn yeah. before I stepped into Christianity to heal my hair. But Christianity has a lot of good stuff in there, a lot of meat to chew. You know, Paul says, chew up the meat and spit out the bone, you know, to discern all things, you know. And so, I mean, there's a ton of good, good, good stuff in the Bible. And it just, so I'm very anti-religious in general, but it bugs me when people bash on the scriptures, you know, in general, whether they're Muslim or Jewish or Christian, you know what I mean? I mean, there's good moral fiber in there that really can help people. People like you because you're open to investigating, you know. Yeah, well, I don't have a closed mind. Yeah. I'm very much an open mind in sense of there's thousands of ways to do different things. There, you can't really say this is the one way and the only way. And if that is the way, then, or it, and if you believe that a hundred percent hold truly, it's almost like you're holding yourself back from so much more possibilities. Yeah, there's a term for that. It's called sectarian. You know, closed-minded, unable to, you know, reach out. Uh, I forget the exact definition, but, you know. Conception. Also, it holds you in addiction. Oh, yeah. Because it, ma it makes the sin okay. Yeah. Instead of actually sitting in it and working through it. Yeah. If the sin is okay, then we're, and we're all sinners, which we are. But if it's okay to sin freely, then why even practice anything? Dad, he was a drug addict for, you know, all his life. And, uh. He quit the drugs, but he adopted, you know, we're saved by grace, so it doesn't matter what we do, we're saved. But yeah, and that's a, that's a whole other breed of Christianity. But, um, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't reject anybody, but I try to learn from them all, you know. Where, why do they say that, you know, like, um, you know, like when it comes, you know, those crazy ideas like the flat earth, I don't just reject it. I say, why do people think that? You know, not to go there, because I'm not. But when it comes to, you know, religion too, you know, I think, why do people think that, you know, when I try and investigate, you know, do you I won't, I won't, I won't touch the flat earth thing. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't trying to go there at all. I was just making a point. But, um, you know, like Muslims, you know, um, I spent some time with Muslims and, uh, they're, they're basically Christians. If you look at their scripture, other than certain types of the things in the Quran that are as far as abuse, but they're yeah, basically yeah. practicing a lot of the same things. Yeah, a lot yeah. of those things are in the Bible too. No, and um, apparently Musa, Muhammad, when he developed, you know, when he came up, when he got the, the, the message from the angel in the cave of Medina, they were going against paganism, same as Christianity, yeah, like, it is very similar, you know, except, you know, it is a very ethnocentric religion, and Christianity is, you know, um, anti-ethnocentric, if that's a good term, you know, do you understand me? Like, um... So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, like I said, um, with religion, I just barely used it at, for self-healing. Yeah, yeah. I never, I never went down the, what's it called, the politics of different, like you said, and other things. Yeah, yeah. All I know is Christianity, Baptist, uh, Mormon. What else is there? H uh, Hindi or, uh, and then there's uh, Buddhists. <laughs> That's all I know. I don't know any or Jews. I guess I don't know anything past that. 
No, no, and I don't, that's I, don't good. I don't know what each mean. I just used it as for self healing. <laughs> and that's cool. And see, I went the other route. You know, um, kind of ignored the self healing thing and kind of took more of an intellectual investigation towards you know. Well, I've, I'm a firm believer that we're all creators in the sense that so much so that whatever you believe that's going to happen when you die will happen when you die, regardless of your religion. Well, if you think you're going to be in pitch blackness and that's your afterlife and that's what you really believe is, that's what's that's what will be. I believe our minds create our afterlife. Yeah. Oh, that's a very... If, if you're, um... It's a very if you nasty. believe in heaven and you're gonna when you pass on, you're gonna everything's gonna be right and there's gonna be no more pain, then that's your afterlife because that's what you believe. Yeah. I believe each individual is a creator. Yeah. Um, of their own reality. And we are each responsible for our own realities. If life sucks for us as an individual, do something about it. So um, you know, we got a few minutes left. Yeah, you know, you're a really strong mind, man. I like that. So you believe in free will, apparently, you know, based on, you know, just your conversation. So what makes you free? And why do you think that your decisions are separate from every other atom in the universe, which is based on cause and effect? I don't believe we're free. Okay. We're slaves of the mind. Whatever your addiction is, you're a slave to it. Our cell phones, the television. What do you spend 75% of your day doing? You're a slave to that thing. Whatever you spend your time doing, you're a slave to that. Yeah, we have free will and choice. But what is your mind attached to? What is your mind addicted to? What is your id? What makes your juices flow? Yeah, I, I don't I don't believe in free will as in we have... We have volition over our choices. You know, I think everything we do, we do it for a reason. Free will is subject to what your mind is stuck to. Yeah, I can go with that. Because if your choice is to binge watch Netflix and sit in front of the television all day, that's your free will. Or if you want to go to the gym and work out and better yourself or read a book and better yourself, that's your free will. But when it's a mindset shift. So if if your mind is stuck in Netflix, you're a slave of Netflix. If your mind is trapped in learning and growth and healing and getting better, then free will because then you actually have a life. Yeah, I like the way you put that. But, um, freedom requires options. Do you agree with that? Freedom requires discipline. Alright, so some people don't have discipline. Or have options, you know, so do they have free will? Well, well, if you think about it this way, if you're not disciplined, you have less options. If you are disciplined, the world is your oyster. You can do anything with discipline. Lack of self-belief is what holds everybody trapped. If you you believe it, so you will. If you don't believe it's possible for you, you're not even going to try. So that's going to keep you trapped and glued in front of the TV because you don't see it as a possibility for self. You writing any books, man? No, but I do need to write a book talking about my self-discovery because I feel there's a lot of people that have trick. It's probably probably two in ten people that probably about that. So maybe twenty in a hundred um, have this disorder, and most people never even heard of it, or they think they're the only ones. Um, majority of the people also think it's only a woman issue, or it's only a girl thing. 
because girl, it's harder to hide for girls because they have long hair. Yeah, so yeah. if you pull out long hair, you're, you got your hair cut in a buzz cut. Uh, well, what's wrong with you? Do you got cancer? What's wrong with you? You don't have your female hair. You're, you, what are you trying to be a tomboy? What then you get questions. Then it's way more known. So it's way more open in the women community than the men. I think men get it just as much as women. However, men don't seek help. Men don't talk about their problems. Men don't talk about their feelings or emotions. There's a stigma around men's mental health. It's not okay for men to be mentally ill. It's not okay for guys to cry. You know, but I think there are gender roles that we play, you know, naturally, right? You agree with that? Yes, to a certain extent. The way society is developed as a whole has kind of flipped it on its head because now now the family dynamic is that everything's so expensive, both parties need to contribute. So the family dynamic's completely different than what it used to be in 100 years in the past where the men created all the wealth and did all the things and the women did all the chores. It's not like that anymore. It kind of sucks worse for the women in some cases because now they're expected to do all of the above. Not only are they expected to cook, clean, do the housework, they're also expected to go to work and take care of the children at the same time. It's kind of shit into the stick for the women more so than anything. 